Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thanks for staying with us. Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith. Well, substance use and related harms have been a key concern for many Canadians over the past seven years. But there remains troubling gaps in the school-based approaches to substance use education and intervention. Now, a new National Centre for Innovation is going to change this, we hope, working with education professionals in collaborations that will increase national standards to help teachers and school principals and vice principals do their jobs efficiently, effectively, and in line with scientific evidence. Now, led by Dr. Emily Jenkins, Canadian Research Chair in Socio-Ecological Approaches to Mental Health and Substance Abuse, the project's ultimate goal is for every teacher, education professional, in the K-12 system to have a consistent, well-researched guidance to lead on in this effort. Dr. Emily Jenkins joins us now. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So let's start fresh with this whole thing. Tell me about the need for national standards. Mm -hmm. Well, um, schools, as as we all know, are a place for learning. Um, That one's obviously straightforward, but um, they're also a place for um, personal and community development, uh, socialization, and the the promotion of health and well-being. And so um, they're really an ideal environment for efforts to reduce harms of substance use, which um, is an issue that's been on the forefront of um, people's minds now for, for too long. Um, and uh, to offer um, uh, approaches that help to uh, protect youth now and throughout their lives. Um, but as, as you mentioned, um, in Canada, we lack consistent guidance um, to help teachers and school administrators to do um, this part of their job well, and um, this leaves them um, professionally vulnerable and with um, a significant burden. Well, I guess we're talking about different provinces, and each province has their own system. And also there's a public education system, and then there are independent schools. So you've got quite a challenge, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, what I think is um, really exciting and unprecedented in this work um, is the collaboration that we're leading um, with the health and school-based sectors. Um, and uh, this is what's going to help us to, to get this work right, um, working in close partnerships, collaborating uh, on the development of uh, standards and the creation of resources that are easy to access, that are low cost, um, and that are aligned with evidence. Um, and this will, this will help us to, to move forward across um, the various jurisdictions. I, back in my day, when I, way back when, when I was in the K-12 system, there was no talk about substance abuse or anything like that that I was aware of, at least not generally to an entire class. Things must have changed, and there must be something different now. What's happening in schools typically now? Well, unfortunately, as you describe, um, uh, the the lack of any type of substance use uh, education beyond 
um, the curriculum still remains too common um, in schools across the country. Um, however, there are other approaches that are used and uh, another predominant approach uh, we would also consider outdated um, and that is the fear-based or abstinence-based approaches that existed since I was young um, despite their mismatch between uh, the realities of use, substance use and decision-making. Um, and if we continue on this path, we're going to um, continue to experience substantial harms. So um, really needing to uh, leverage opportunities within the K-12 system to um, improve lives and, and we need to do this with approaches that draw um, youth in as opposed to pushing them out. When you talk about this, suddenly I start to think of sex education and how that's developed and had its own challenges in the school system. Have you learned any lessons from those that have been involved in sex education over the years that can apply to the system for uh, substance use education? Well, there's certainly parallels and and lessons to be learned in terms of um, trying to uh, implement programming um, across schools um, with uh, various influences that that are shaping practice. Um, I think what we're really excited for is the fact that there is a need. Um, there's been calls from within um, the education sector um, wanting to have guidance to, to do this work well. Um, we also know from, from youth who we work with in our research uh, that there is a need for new approaches and ones that uh, really center relationships and opportunities to build trust and to have conversations about um, substance use and substance use decision-making in a way that uh, doesn't create barriers uh, to their well-being. When we have this education, do we have any indication it works and really helps out in some of the challenges that are associated with substance abuse? Mm-hmm. Well, what we do know is that there, there are definitely approaches that are out there um, that are um, uh, driven by evidence and that show um, promising results. And so we need to help to make those easier um, for people to access and to, to know that those are the approaches to be using. Um, and then the other piece is that um, it's not just the education piece, so it's not just teaching um, children and youth about, uh, about various substances and, and their impacts and, and that kind of thing, the potential harms. It's really um, it's a, a comprehensive school um, strategy and approach that's required. Um, so as I mentioned before, um, those relationships, um, those opportunities for open dialogue, um, these, are, these are things that schools do really well, um, supporting the healthy development of young people. Um, and so really wanting to, uh, to leverage that role and ensure that it is um, that it's carried out in conjunction with um, these other approaches for the full spectrum of substance use um, from abstinence through to um, what we would consider harmful use. In setting up a, a new national center for innovation, is there any jurisdiction in the world or maybe even south of the border that you look to that you can say, yeah, they got it right and we should emulate that? What's really exciting in um, starting up Wellstream or um, Bienemont, which is the Canadian Centre for Innovation in Child and Youth, Mental Health and Substance Use, that will house this work, um, is that we really have an opportunity to be a global leader in this area. Um, Canada is quite a, um, a progressive country in terms of supporting um, children and youth and their their healthy development 
um, through our education systems. And uh, a lot of different countries look to us for guidance about how to do this well. Um, and so we're, we're gearing up to, to lead in this area and hopefully to influence others to, to follow this lead. So the answer is no. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have anywhere to look for. You're coming up with this yourself, which is exciting and scary. Well, I don't want to uh, to incorrectly downplay the work that has preceded this. There's there is a lot out there. Um, different uh, global health and development agencies have have worked to tackle um, some pieces of this work. And the Public Health Agency of Canada, a couple of years ago, put out um, a document called the Blueprint, um, focused specifically on a comprehensive school approach to addressing substance use. The challenge is that we really need to now be working in partnership, in collaboration with um, school professionals to be able to action this um, and to be able to refine in ways that works with the everyday realities of, um, of teaching, learning, um, and uh, educational leadership. What do students in the K-12 system need? And I'm talking about those that haven't been identified as being part of a substance use scenario but just an average student in K-12, what, what do they need? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is where I, I come back to that issue of the spectrum of substance use. And so um, we recognize that substance use occurs um, along this spectrum, um, that some people will remain abstinent, um, that others will, will use uh, um, substances more socially or in um, Um, settings with uh, friends, that kind of thing, Um, but that this can progress along a spectrum towards uh, more harmful or problematic use. And so um, a school-based approach uh, offers the opportunity to provide supports to everyone. Um, In that way, it is equity-oriented. It helps to make sure that, um, you know, we catch um, young people who are at risk or that are needing extra supports and that we are providing those um, in increasing intensity uh, when they're needed. Um, so in terms of uh, what every young person needs, I, I would say um, it is the opportunity to um, have discussions around substance use, um, to have those discussions be open um, so that they're not uh, shut down depending on um, where they're at along that spectrum. Um, and then for us to be responding in ways that, um, as I said earlier, draw young people in and don't shut them out um, when they're needing support. In the school system, I imagine there is a team-based approach that involves counselors, which is an obvious one. But uh, is it even bringing it into the classroom with teachers? And do they need specific training? Um, bringing it into the classroom and um, there's ways that we would say um, they would do cross-curricular work which means you're you're bringing in issues related to substance use in the context of other programming that you're doing on a daily basis so whether that be um, in a language arts class or in history or law um, there's ways to to talk about um, this issue because it shows up in in many areas of daily life Um, but as you've highlighted teachers aren't the only ones and um, and we want to ensure that this isn't landing as an extra burden. Um, we're really trying to take that burden away by providing um, supports and guidance to practice. Um, but uh, everybody in the school community has a role to play. Um, and sometimes it's the least expected um, people, the, the custodial staff or the um, ed- front desk administration who connect with young people. And that connection is so important in um, providing 
protection against um, harms. Dr. Jenkins, those that want more information, is there a website they can go to or search out? Mm-hmm. Um, wellstream.ca. Um, and so we're looking forward to engaging with people as we move forward in, um, in this process and collaboration. And um, we do hope that people will take a look into learning more and, um, and become involved.